welcome to the Dr. Script Show, where we're talking about your favorite movies, what was good, what was bad, and how we can improve on things. We don't just talk about the problems, we get solutions to the problems. And today, joining me, my Prince Charming, Dr. Sam. No, Taylor, there are no jokes today. We have had to do one of the hardest tasks ever to accomplish at least in my book. Yeah, this one was a little difficult. Not the worst, but, you know, it was a little cringe at times. It just, it hurts me so much because I don't know if you know what the Shrek series means to me <laughs> and so many people on this planet. Shrek means a lot. And and for a movie to just, to just take the goodwill of two whole films, three hours worth of entertainment, and just... It just spit in its face just really hurts. Yeah, I, I definitely know the impact Shrek has had on other people's lives and the internet overall. But what does Shrek mean to you? Shrek means so much. Mm-hmm. Shrek 1 uh, was a joyous time. It was when I learned uh, all about irreverent humor, uh, that there were references to things, things I didn't even get, things that my parents would say, oh, I was happy there were jokes for us. And when I was like whatever, seven or eight when I watched the movie. It's like, what? There were jokes that you guys understand that I don't? And then as I got older, more of the jokes started making sense. <laughs> and Shrek 2 just just kept the train going, took took a lot of the originality, but then started, you know, doing the thing that people make fun of DreamWorks for a lot now, which is uh, pumping things full of references and, uh, and pop culture jokes. But I feel like Shrek 2 made it work for the thing that they were going for because the, the whole point of the second one was to be like, ah... This medieval thing, it actually is funny because these uh, modern things are related to that. Yeah, no, the second one of Shrek is such a good sequel, but it, if you do look at it again, there are many of the building blocks as to what Pixar will become later, and it's a really good sequel. And yes. this one, on the other hand, is not a great sequel. It's just a, an amazing decline in quality. Like, yeah. I would say uh, it's the Men in Black 2 to Men in Black 1 of uh, movies because of how much people loved number one and how much two just fell apart, whereas Shrek was able to hold it together for two movies and really just, uh, just blew it on this third one. Yeah, no, uh... It's not great. Uh, Shrek back for me. Uh, I grew up with Shrek also. Um, I remember st- st- distinctly watching the first one with my uncle and us like waiting in line to get into theaters. Mm-hmm. Like before there ever was like movie pass or like, you, you know, you had to wait in line to get the tickets. And I, this was the longest line I ever remember really? waiting in for a movie. Was yes. it opening weekend or was it later? I I don't think it was opening weekend, but I don't know. I think I was like six or seven at the time. Well, that's one of the fun facts about the first Shrek is that it opened pretty decently well on the first on its opening weekend, but it made more on its second weekend because of how good word of mouth was on the movie. Really? Yes, huh. it went up. I don't know if it was like a full percentage point or like three percentage points, but it it went up for its second weekend because of how much people loved it. Wow. Okay. Well. That was my first experience with it. I really liked it. That's a very distinct movie memory I have. And then Shrek 2 also just knocked it out of the park. I love it. All the jokes made me laugh as a kid. And it still holds up today. Um, 
With the third one, I mentioned how, and I mentioned in the second Hangover movie how uh, me and my soccer friends had this one tournament that we'd always go to in May, and we would go see a movie, and mm-hmm. the Hangover was one, and Shrek Three was the other one. Ah, good, good double feature. Yeah, uh, I, I went to that uh, soccer tournament for at least three years, or I remember three distinct movies I saw with that. One was The Hangover, mm-hmm. another one was Indiana Jones Three, Four, oh. and the Shrek. And I have to say, I think Shrek 3 was the worst one I ever saw there. I'm glad they went up in quality as the years went on, because this was 2007, Indy 4 was 2008, and uh, Hangover 1 was 2009. Uh, Hangover 2. Oh, hey, oh, so Hangover 2 then? <laughs> oh, so then that was 2011. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Or I got in 10. I don't remember. I, years yeah, are hard. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I walked... This was the first movie I can really remember walking out being like, I don't think that was good. <laughs> no, that's actually kind of what it was for me, too. Like, I kind of think this might have been the first time that I realized movies aren't always good. That Because I, I saw it with my sister. It was, like, 2007, whatever that was, teenager years. Mm-hmm. And it, I remember walking out being like, I really like the first two. And this one, it was a Shrek movie. <laughs> and I just left feeling like, wow, is this... Movies can be bad. Yeah. I'm sure I said that about some other movie we've talked about here at some point, but this really, I feel like, is the one. Well, it was just so at the point where, you know, this movie, like you were saying before, uh, off, off potting, you were saying this feels like a first draft. And yeah. honestly, yeah, it really does feel like a first draft. Like, the ideas are there. They're just not fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some jokes, that could be good, but it's just like, yeah, this is probably a second or third draft that yeah. needed more work. I don't know if it needs this much... Uh, Real pounding, but it almost feels like the first draft of a sitcom script okay. rather than the first draft of like an animated feature that you're like asking people to shell out, you know, 15 bucks to go sit down and see, get people there rather than like, you know, things can be a little bit lazier on, on when you're sitting on the couch sometimes, but you know, you still strive for excellence. Right. But this felt like it wasn't even a full like rewrite, like the showrunner had a pass at the thing. It felt like the first draft of like, a new screenwriter who kind of had the idea of what Shrek was. <laughs> and there are four credited screenwriters on this. Holy crap. Jesus. Too ma- I guess that's too many cooks in the k- kitchen at that point. But I don't know. I, yeah, it's as you can tell by our, our intonation, it's, this is a very, it's bad, but also disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, uh, uh oh, well, um, so should we just start summarizing this bad boy? Let's dive right in. Uh, okay. Uh, and to anyone who doesn't want to listen to the summary, make sure to check our description. We have time codes there where you can just skip and go see where we start script doctoring this movie. Uh, but stick around, you know? We always have good times here. We have a good time. Uh, but I'll, just as a quick jump in, uh, Shrek 1, there's a character named Shrek. He makes a best friend named Donkey. Meets Princess Fiona, who is a human, but when at night she turns into an ogre, they have fall in love, and they get married. Shrek 2, they go visit Fiona's parents in the land of far, far away. Do you get it? Ha ha. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they clash, but ultimately they figure things out. Uh, Shrek and Fiona renew their love. Uh, the king and queen end up liking Shrek, and all is well in the kingdom of Far, Far Away. They defeat the evil fairy godmother and her son, Prince Charming. Yes, Prince Charming. Now, Shrek 3 begins uh, with Prince Charming riding on horseback through the woods, 
but the camera widens out to see, uh uh-oh, he's not riding a real horse. He's riding a fake horse in a dinner theater show. Yes. Oh, man. And everyone's making fun of Prince Charming. We got the three little pigs there, Pinocchio, even the cookie guy being there. And it's just ironic that people are making fun of Prince Charming's show as the current audience is also making fun of this movie. Oh, and then uh, Prince Charming, uh, I believe this is a uh, self-written show, uh, has Shrek as the ogre come out, and everyone starts cheering when Shrek comes out, but Prince Charming's like, no, everyone should love me, don't love him, I'm gonna slay this ogre someday, and he storms out of there, goes to his dressing room, talks to a photo of his mother, and says, we'll get our revenge someday, won't we, mother? And he looks up into the distance where the castle is, and he just scorns at it and ponders what he's going to do. And then we cut to that next morning with Shrek and Fiona waking up in their little beds in the palace, and they're just, like, enjoying having, you know, wife-husband talk, like, oh, how are you doing, honey? I'm doing great because I'm with you. Oh, I'm the same with you. And they're bantering a little bit. But who comes in to annoy the crap out of them? Donkey. And Puss in Boots. And Donkey's Weird Dragon-Donkey Hybrid Children. And in case anybody didn't stick around for the post-credit scene of Shrek 2, that's what we find out, is that Donkey has Donkey-Dragon Hybrid Children. You know, some people are into different things. Nope, uh, we're going to cut it off right there. (laughs) Uh, Puss in Boots (laughs) uh, walks up to Shrek and Fiona and says, All right, uh, since the king is sick, you're going to have to take over his kingly duties for the day, so we're going to just start with a montage... And so we have this montage of Shrek just failing at being a king. He's trying to set off this boat to sea and accidentally catches it on fire. He tries knighting a guy, and he, like, beheads him. He doesn't behead him. (laughs) He executes a guy, all right? He he, he stabs him in the shoulder. He might have died. He might not have died. He definitely cut a vein. It definitely spurted around. That guy was—if he didn't die, he's close to death. That guy is dead. (laughs) And uh, Shrek and Fiona are trying to be presented to a court— so they're put into uh, this uh, old-fashioned king and queen gear. They can't really move around a lot. So he asks the the royal servant to scratch his butt. And uh-oh, the curtain rises and they're presented to the court. But as this man is scratching his butt and Shrek is loving it. Oh, man. Uh, this is most unorthodox. Which also, later on, someone says the exact phrase, most uh, unorthodox. And we'll get back to that. <laughs> That's just a sign of a very good screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> that they take the joke that we say now for when people are being cliche. Yeah. Uh, um, so Shrek and Fiona's uh, court thing goes awry. There's fire everywhere. So. Someone probably dies again. Shrek is just not very good at his job. big body count in Shrek the third. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Shrek and Fiona get back to their room. Shrek laments the fact that he's being king, but he is looking forward to going back to the swamp where he says it's just going to be him and Fiona. And Fiona's like, what if there were tiny pitter-patters of feet running around the swamp. And Shrek goes, oh, yeah, I love the swamp rats. They just, they're so big, I love them. And Fiona's like, no, you fucking idiot. I'm talking about (laughs) ogre feet. (laughs) Little tiny baby ogre feet. And Shrek does not pick this up. Like, he does not realize that she's saying (laughs) she's pregnant. It takes him more seconds than it should. And finally, when he realizes... What's happening, uh, a, another servant bursts into the room and says, Shrek and Fiona, we need you to see the king right away. And Shrek goes, Ugh, some better, someone better be dying. And we cut to the king on his deathbed, death lily pad. Ugh, oh, man. Um, 
if we're talking our favorite tasteless, our most favorite tasteless jokes, this is the one for you. I think this was the first moment where I realized that this movie was going poorly, because at first I was like, okay, Prince Charming, a returning villain, okay, this montage of jokes, it's kind of like the other movies where, you know, a song plays and some weird stuff happens, but this... This was where I realized that a movie could fail. Yeah, um, I liked it. Like I was saying, they uh, they fake you out three different times in this uh, scene that the king has died, and Poos does this whole little song and like, oh, the king is dead, blah, and then the king just goes, blah. All right, now let me give you more exposition. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you, you if you don't if you're only listening to podcasts of us, that's fine. <laughs> but if there's anything you watch, find this scene because it's. It's a masterclass in poor comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Like, yeah, and, and so the king uh, tells Fiona that he wants to make amends and he's sorry for everything he did to her. He tells his wife to pay the gardener. <laughs> sure, I guess that's a joke you can, you can make the legendary comedian John Cleese say. Oh, man. And then he tells Shrek over the course of his three deaths uh, that he is next in line to be king. Uh, and that he would like him to do it. Shrek's like, whoa, 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 I can't be king and a father and all these things. This is a lot happening. Surely there must be someone else. And John Cleese is like, well, I suppose there's someone. His name is... (gasps) (laughs) Anyway, fake out death for comedy. His name's Arthur, and he's all the way at Westershire. Westershire. Something like that. Yeah, he's he's across the sea, basically. Yeah, and so now Shrek has that information, and the king does pass away. We start going into this pop song about being, like, sad or something. Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the Live and Let Die, uh, Paul McCartney's. Uh, it's the song he wrote for, uh, for Live and Let Die, you know, the James Bond movie. Oh, okay, cool. But, I think it would have been better if we just did uh, Highway to Hell, but whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the king deserves better. I'm kidding, I'm uh, kidding. But yeah, so we get that. Prince Charming from outside of Far, Far Away notices that the king is dead, and he rides off to the villainous tavern from Shrek 2, where every fairy tale villain apparently is all the time. And he bursts in and he's like, hello, my friends. And all of them are like, we're not your friends. You know, they actually start trying to, like, ruffle him up a bit. Like, you think, you know, maybe he's going to die. Not really. And so he rallies all these witches, warlocks, trees <laughs> to his side saying, we need to reclaim uh, far, far, la- far, far away. Like, just because we're the villains doesn't mean we need the never, uh, we, that we won't ever get our happy endings. And they're all like, you're right. And so now they've all rallied behind Prince Charming. Taylor, wouldn't this be a really interesting plot point for Shrek to delve into, to really understand, hey, why does a villain become a villain? Don't you think that maybe they're misunderstood and that they should just be good guys sometimes? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, we're going to drop that entire <laughs> cool idea and cut to uh, <laughs> Shrek and uh, Shrek about to set off, set sail for Westershire to find uh, Arthur to tell him that he's going to be the new king. And everyone's saying their goodbyes. Uh, Donkey's saying goodbye to all of his kids and his wife, the dragon. And Puss is saying goodbye to all his other cat lovers and stuff. Um, it's funny because, you know, he's got like 20 different girl, girl yeah. cats. Good but, for the, Puss. but the weird thing is none of them are other anthropomorphic cats. They're yeah. all like <laughs> regular cats. So what's yeah. so anyway, Shrek and Fiona are talking about their thing, and Shrek's like, don't worry, after I get Arthur, it can just be you and me back at the swamp. And she says, what if it's not just you and me, 
And Shrek's like, I don't understand. And he climbs on the boat, and they start sailing away. No follow-up <laughs> questions. He's just like, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, But then Fiona, as they're sailing away, shouts after him. He's like, Shrek, I need to tell you. I'm blah. And the ship's uh, alarm, or, you know, horn goes off. Shrek's like, what? And Fiona's like, I'm bomb. <laughs> and Shrek just grabs the horn out of the captain's hand and throws it away. It's like, what did you say? And Fiona's like, I'm pregnant. Yeah, and so Shrek does not take this very well. He's like, oh, great. And they sort of drift off to the distance. And then Poos and Boots goes, well, my friend, you are royally <laughs> That's one of the jokes I actually like. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh, but then uh, suddenly... We're back at Shrek's swamp. What? Shrek jumps off the boat, and he's at his swamp, and he takes all this in. He's like, finally, I'm home. Fiona calls to him from inside his, like, tree stump swamp area, and he bursts in. He's like, Fiona, I'm here. But things get dark. Whoa. And a baby carriage rolls in, and he looks inside the baby carriage, and there's a baby. Oh, snap. And suddenly he has to start caring for this baby. Uh-oh, and then there's another baby he has to care for. And suddenly we realize that this isn't just an ordinary baby. This is a nightmare sequence. Oh, no. And so as Shrek's trying to uh, care for all these babies, more and more just keep coming. Shrek's overwhelmed. He doesn't know what to do. And he's just like, oh, I can't do it. And he ends up being, he graduates without having clothes on in front of his babies at one point. And he wakes up and he's like, oh, donkey, puss. And then they wake up and turn to Shrek. And it's just... Puss in Boots and Donkey with Shrek baby face on there. <laughs> and they're like, goo goo dada. And that is actual nightmare inducing stuff. And so Shrek wakes up and he's like, oh, thank God. A very weird uh, dream sequence that I feel like we could have cut. Very weird. Uh, well, I have an idea for that when we get into surgery. Okay. Uh, oh, it- I want to mention also, I know this is a horror like nightmare for Shrek for having all these babies around. But let's just take a second to also feel really bad for Fiona, who had to deliver all these babies. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shrek uh, starts Shrek. lamenting the fact that he's going to be a, a father, and uh, Donkey and Puss kind of go over to him and try and cheer him up. And Shrek says, how could this have happened? And then Puss is like, well, you see when a man and a woman love each other very much. And Shrek's like, I know how it happened. And then Donkey leans over to Puss and says, how does it happen? Which, uh, Donkey, you have five <laughs> mutant children. Oh, my God. I, and this is something that reoccurs a lot with the whole movie, is that there are just jokes that don't make sense. No. Like, well, there are first draft jokes where it's like, oh, the idea that somebody doesn't know where babies come from and they're an adult is quote-unquote funny. But in the context of the movie, it makes no sense, and it's not funny. Well, especially that Donkey doesn't know. If Donkey says, well, Shrek, this is how it happens, and then Puss goes, wait, so how does it happen? Yeah. That's way funnier. That's also even funnier to have Donkey try to explain it, because it's like, let me... And this never comes up, which is something... In surgery also, Donkey's a father. I want him to give fatherly advice beyond, don't worry, Shrek, you'll be a great dad. It's like, no, you have the experience... Talk about it, and then Puss is the bachelor, where he's like, oh, don't worry, you can come with me and my friend, we'll have lots of tequila, and we'll have a good time. And that's- yeah. uh, so now they finally have reached the land, they jump out of their boat, and they enter 
with the strange areas. Uh, Shrek takes a whiff in. He's like, hmm, insecurity, sweat. We must be at a high school. And they go in. Yes, they're at a high school. They're looking around trying to find this kid, Arthur. And uh, all your stereotypical high school things happening where it's like, oh, you need to ask Brad out. Oh, I'm chewing gum. But they say it in medieval uh, language. That's what makes it funny. Shakespeare would love this. (laughs) And they, you know, they go through the high school, they see all that stuff, and they walk up to these two nerds. Are they playing Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, Sure. Because I'm just going to, before, not surgery... Go, this could be an amazing opportunity where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, but it's boring. Like, what if it's just like, <laughs> like regular people? Like, all right, I roll. Oh, I rolled a nineteen. You mop the floor so much better. Than, like that would be. More, that's funny, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be. That would be. And good. The, the nerds don't make sense because it's an actual medieval land. Yeah, moving on. So now Shrek is looking around for Arthur, and these girls point into Arthur's general direction and uh, Shrek sees this nice macho jock looking looking guy run across the uh, football field with his horse and he like uh, jousts joust this other little boy and they all think the big jock guy is Arthur. They go up, they're like, hey Arthur, we want to blah 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 and they have some really lame high school puns like, huh, yo, Shrek, you're ugly. It's stuff like that. But yeah. then he just starts carrying the, the hot guy away, and he's like, all right, time to go, Arthur. And he's like, I'm not Arthur. That loser over there is Arthur. And wouldn't you know it, the nerdy kid who got knocked off his horse by the cool jouster is actually Arthur. And so now they try and chase after Arthur, and uh, Arthur's, like, scared, so he runs away. Mm. Which, for whatever reason. Yeah, it, like, come on, man. Because he seemed interested in talking to them when they first said Arthur. And then now he's not, so he runs away, and the group tries to find him. Uh, they end up outside this whole prep or uh, rally going on, and Shrek and company want to get in. This one guy's saying, no, you can't. And these other guys show up saying, hey, no, we're part of the mascot thing. And then Shrek's like, oh, I'm also part of the mascot contest. They're clearly humans in costumes. And then Shrek's like, oh, I'm in an ogre costume. And here are my talking donkey (laughs) and cat. And then Shrek's like, it's very realistic. And... For whatever reason, Puss and Donkey decide that they need to hurt Shrek to prove that it's a real costume. <laughs> and so they just, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, don't they, like, kick him in the nuts at one point? Or yeah, try that's to? what Donkey does. Okay, it's, yeah. it's two things. Puss just claws him, and Donkey just kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> and then they're like, see, if this was real, I would be hurt. And I'm like, that's, costumes will still hurt from a donkey kick. <laughs> or whatever, they let them into the gymnasium. Uh, and the principal of the school is like, and the winner of the mascot cost contest is, and Shrek walks in, is like, I'm the winner of the mascot contest. And this is where he says, oh, this is most unorthodox. Oh, boo, boo. I did not pick that up. No, it, was the, it, was, it was a quiet line. The principal says it. Ah. Uh, and so Shrek is asking, like, where is Arthur? Where is Arthur? And they all point up 
uh, point above Shrek, he looks up and Arthur, like, I don't know, has a wedgie with the basketball uh, hoop or something. Yeah. And they all turn, uh, Shrek and company turn to the jock being like, are you proud of this? Does this make you happy? And the jock's like, that wasn't me. It was them. And it's the two nerdy kids. The D&D nerds. <laughs> and it's like, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, that was the one time I really laughed. I was like, all right, yeah, that was a good joke. Uh, but then Shrek gets uh, Arthur down. And he tells Arthur, hey, uh, you're actually next in line to be king. You're the next royalty. And then Arthur's like, I am? And he takes the time to address <laughs> the entire school to be like, next time you want to pick on somebody, they might end up being a king. Real, like, weird character introduction. Like, it's sort of like a scorn in a way. He's just like, hey, I'm going to get back at you. Well, the weird thing is that with this guy, he's like being told, we're being told that he's a nerd and nobody likes him. But Why? Like, he's, his character is just that he's just a nerd. He's actually, like, a cute, good-looking guy who, like, doesn't seem to be, like, super, like, out of shape or nerdy or anything like that. So why does everyone hate him? Yeah. No, they never addressed that. Maybe it's just because it's Justin Timberlake's voice. <laughs> How dare you? Justin Timberlake is a god amongst men. It, he he does good songs and everything, but he does really bad in this. He yes, does he's not. not he does not sound interested at all in doing this. Listen, he hadn't done the social network yet, so he hadn't learned how to act. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so basically, Shrek, uh, Arthur, and the rest of them head on out of there, get on their boat, and I think this... Is this when we cut back? Yeah, this is when we cut back to Far, Far Away, where uh, where Fiona's having a baby shower. Ooh, and all the prince, other princesses or queens at this point? Are... I don't know, it's... The female leads of fairy tales. So we have Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and one of the ugly stepsisters. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and the one voiced by Larry King from the <laughs> <Yeah>. second movie. <laughs> and Fiona's mom. So they're all there just sort of chatting it up, asking like, oh, how did Shrek first uh, take the news of him being a father? And Fiona's like, eh, it wasn't the best. Yeah. And they're all just sort of shitting on her during this uh, bridal shit um, and eventually, does anything important happen? Yeah, and then, because uh, then Dragon notices from far away, Prince Charming and uh, the other villains are now flying on the brooms of witches over to far, far away, and they start harassing the entire city. They're just breaking into places. They change uh, some business into a Hooters, yeah. which is a weird joke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, all the people, all the men characters that are, in, like, scared are like, oh, hell yeah, and they run back in, and it's like, all right, that, yeah. you know, on paper, it's Again, fine. on paper, it's a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. It just seems weird in the context, <laughs> and uh, but then Prince Charm's like, all right, got to storm the castle. So uh, Fiona and all the other princesses run into a secret chamber uh, while, like, Pinocchio, the, the big bad wolf, and all the other characters, the minor characters decide they're going to hold the wall or hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> and uh, make sure that Prince Charming can't get in. And as the princesses escape, Prince Charming and Captain Hook and some of the other villains burst in. And uh, I don't really know how to describe this <laughs> next scene. Okay. Yeah, try your best. <laughs> uh, so they break in and the, the the supporting fairy tale creatures pretend they're having a tea party. Captain Hook goes over and questions the gingerbread man and... Like, and Jimmy's like, I'll never tell you. And then Captain Hook gets really in his face with his hook. And the gingerbread man 
has like flashes his life before his eyes and and it's like him living him going to school him getting married driving a car and then when Lord Farquaad from the first movie like messes with his legs up until now and he just starts he goes into a trance and starts singing like lollipop lollipop (laughs) and then they turn and they question Pinocchio and Pinocchio, because Pinocchio can't tell a lie, right. like, all right, Pinocchio, tell us where he is. And then Pinocchio's like, well, I'm not saying I don't know where he isn't. And to say that he isn't there isn't untrue to know that I wouldn't know what to say here. And they go on and on like this so that Gingerbread Man's saying all this. Pinocchio's going on a rant. The villains are questioning everything. And then one of the three little pigs is just like, Ah, uh-huh. Shrek is left to go see to go find the true heir to the crown, and oh, what a what a hot mess! Uh, it, Prince the, the Prince Charming is like, all right, Captain Hook, you take your men and some of my trees, and go capture Shrek and kill the heir. Yeah, and so they go and do it. But man, what a weird scene! It's <laughs> really weird. <Yeah. laughs> Again, I feel like you really do need to like watch this to understand how weird it is Uh, it's not it really isn't funny but it's weird the Pinocchio things I I thought that was funny like a very easily teed up joke yeah but the gingerbread man thing is so out of left field (laughs) he felt like he wasn't threatened like enough to have like a flash before his eyes and also, it wasn't annoying enough for the one pig like to like scream out where Shrek and Fiona oh. or Shrek was going to pick up the air. Yeah, no, they could have edited that better. Where um, if you have Pinocchio still talking and the la 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 la, yeah. and maybe like I don't know, the fucking fox is like tapping or something. Like you really yeah something hit it else. But also, shouldn't the fox be or the yeah fox right? He's a bad guy, right? Well, he Ta- in the books in the books he's a bad guy. <laughs> in the lore. Shrek. But in the first two movies, he kind of he's like a good guy. Like he's on their side. I think. Well, maybe that'll be a script. But maybe he should be the one that you know. Gets uh-huh. it yeah. Uh, getting, get ahead of getting ahead of myself here. So I think then we cut back to Shrek and Arthur and the others on the boat, and they're all and Arthur's like, "Man, it's gonna be great to be king." And I know it's gonna be a lot of hard work. And Shrek's like, "No, no, no, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Trust me." And the Puss in Boots is like, yes, you'll have many people serving you, especially the food tasters. I was like, what do food tasters do? Puss says, well, they taste the food for poison. I was like, what? He's like, well, yes, people will try to kill you as king, but don't worry, your bodyguards will be there to save your life. And understandably, Arthur's like, oh, hold on. People are going to try and kill me? I kind of think I'd rather, like, handle the bullies rather than be king. (laughs) And he tries to turn the ship around. Where Shrek grabs the wheel and is like, no, you need to be a father. I mean, king. Oh. And so the wheel ends up breaking, the boat's going everywhere, and they crash land. And so now everyone's wet. Shrek is trying to hold in his rage of all this anger to Artie, also known as Arthur. And uh, Arthur just walks away. And Shrek and Donkey have a conversation about something. Yeah, and then, but basically Shrek just follows after Arthur. And... Another weird scene that feels like it comes out of nowhere. Arthur, uh, Shrek tries to talk to Arthur, but he says it in cool kid 2007 oh. lingo, where he's like, I don't mean to harsh your grill, but if you wanted to raise the roof on the kingdom and do all that, it does lead to an actual good joke where the where Arthur runs away to a nearby house and he pounds on the door. He's like, help, there's a monster trying to relate to me. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, 
It's fine. It, it, it would have been better if they'd actually, you know, tried harder on relating to him. Yeah. But uh, the door that they're pounding on, it turns out it's the home of Merlin the wizard. Woo! Who used to be the magic teacher at Arthur's school, which is a weird connection they never really... Yep, no, they plant it and never pay it off. He's trying to get Shrek to eat some rocks. Shrek's <laughs> like, I had some this this morning, I'm fine. And they just sort of start chatting, trying to figure out, like, I don't even know how we get here. How do we start getting to the bird shit? Uh, oh, the, uh, Shrek is trying, uh, Merlin goes back inside his house, and Shrek tries again to try to have a, a moment with Arthur to try and convince him that he should be king. Uh, it's not working well. So Merlin suggests that they do a uh, a soul searching thing where he will light a fire and put some magic in the fire and whatever you see will help you on your journey and so he does it for Shrek and Shrek sees a baby carriage but he's not going to tell anyone. Yeah. And then Arthur looks into the fire and he sees a baby bird and a dad bird. But what's that? The dad bird is flying away. No baby bird, unless you have a dad there to teach you, you'll never learn how to fly. And then he's like, the baby bird's going to die. And then it just flashes away. And then it's like Donkey, Puss, and Shrek all like judge looking Arthur. And then it cuts to Merlin being like, damn, dude, you're fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, all right. Yeah, he's not fucked in the head. He just has daddy problems. And then Shrek and uh, Arthur have a a decent heart to heart where Arthur's like, yeah, so what? I didn't have a dad. And then Shrek's like, I wish I didn't have a dad because my dad tried to eat me. And I was like, wow, that's actually pretty bad. It's like, yeah, we all have fucked up childhoods, but that's all right. And then Arthur's like, you know what? We're going to pretend you're my surrogate father figure at this point. <laughs> Just for this scene. <laughs> and yeah, and then they go to sleep that night. But we cut to the princesses uh, in these in the secret tunnels of the far, far away castle. They, they argue for a bit. They're like, oh, I don't know. We need men to save us at some point. Blah, blah, blah. And, and Rapunzel, they go outside and Rapunzel's like, guys, follow me over here. And all the uh, princesses are like, don't, Rapunzel. And they run and they get captured by Prince Charming and all the other people. And it looks like Rapunzel is there against her will. She's like, ah. And they're all like, let Rapunzel go. And then Prince Charming's like, why would I? And then they hold hands. He's like, hi, baby. She's like, hi, doll. And then they make out, and they're like, no, Rapunzel, how could you? She's like, oh, this is how I'm going to be the real queen. And, uh, yes, now Fiona and company are all captured. And we cut to the next morning where Shrek is waking up just being like, oh, okay, guys, let's let's get going. But immediately they get ambushed by Captain Hook and the trees. Wow. And, wow. Uh, yeah, they have a fight scene, and they're able to fend off the villains, Uh uh, yeah, they're not really much that happens. It's just a fight scene. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's where that's when uh, Shrek finds out that Prince Charming has taken over far, far away, and that they need to head over to the kingdom as soon as possible to try and set things right. Yep. And so they have Merlin use his magical powers to transport them from there to the palace. And so as they are coming back from this little transportation, they all start talking together talking together, and they realize that Puz and Donkey have switched bodies. Whoa. Oh, my God. What? What? How did they come up with this, man? I mean, they could have just looked at Shrek 2 and said, hey, you know that thing where we made them pretty? What if we just switched their bodies this time? Yeah. Donkey ends up saying, like, oh, I feel... Donkey as Puz and Boots says, oh, I feel so naked, man. You should put on pants or something, which doesn't make sense because Donkey doesn't wear pants. 
I mean, it's probably because Puss in Boots stands up and wherever his stuff is supposed to be would be more exposed than donkeys, but we don't have to worry about that because we're... They run straight into the gates of Far, Far Away and no one's there to stop them. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, but they run into Pinocchio, who's being forced to be a, a puppet for, for money, and they ask, uh, <laughs> they ask him... Uh, what's up? And they say that uh, the princes have been captured. They have to go save them. And uh, Prince Charming is planning a performance tonight where he will officially kill Shrek. And the all of them walk over to like where all these posters are, where uh, where it's a drawing of Prince Charming slaying Shrek, and it says the final happily ever after or something like that. And then these guards walk up and they're like, "Hey." You guys need to be arrested because you're you're Shrek and the and Arthur is like, do you know who he is? He's the star of the show tonight. He's on the poster. It's just a weird gag. Yeah, and then they act like Shrek is like this mega celebrity where he's like, I can't. Shrek's like, I can't even now. I need my like, I need my hot M and M's right now. Like it makes my mind go to ease. And then Puss and Dog are like, we, he needs his hot M and M's right now or else. And I think we go then to Prince Charming, who's preparing for the play. Mm -hmm. He's rehearsing, and he's accidentally killed two of his stand-in Shreks. Uh, And after that, he goes to his dressing room. He's preparing. He's like, Mother, finally, we will be free. And Shrek and team burst in. They grab uh, Prince Charming, and they're like, All right, you've got to let the princesses and everybody else go, or or you'll get it. Uh, But unfortunately, the guards, Prince Charming's guards, run in, and they're like, All right, we're going to arrest you now. And so they arrest him. Uh, Shrek tells how he doesn't really care about Artie and like he, he hates says, him. Like so, that's the bullshit stuff where he's mean to Artie, and Artie's like, "Fine, I hate you too." So he'll run away so that Shrek can save his life. Yeah, and it, there's a pop song that plays and stuff, and it's like, "Oh, this is the low moment in our movie." And so now Puss and Donkey are thrown into the jail with all the princesses and. They sort of like, oh, yeah, Trick's going to die later. Like, we should do something. The princesses get ready for the princes to save them. So they just sort of get into uh, distressed queen mode or yeah. princess mode. And then Fiona's like, what are you guys doing? They're like, well, usually people just come and save us. And Fiona's like, well, we can't do that now. We need to save ourselves. Fiona's mom is just like, excuse me for one second and just headbutts the wall and it falls apart. Which, like, why did you wait to do that now if you had the whole time? And so they're like, oh, yay. Oh, but sorry, Fiona's mom. There's another wall. So she's like, oh, okay, and knocks it, her head into it. This woman totally just got two concussions for one <laughs> price. Like, man. Hey, but she did great. And so because the princesses saw that she could do that and Fiona's inspiring words, all of them prepare for battle. And meanwhile, Donkey and Puss... Uh, try and rally the other uh, fairy tale creatures. So they try and get Pinocchio and Gingerbread Man and all of them. And it's a, uh, an action montage. Woo! Yeah. Um, so they're doing that. Uh, Donkey and Shrek, or sorry, Donkey and Pooh bumped Artie and they're like, hey, like, just so you know, Shrek was trying to save your life. Bye. And Artie's like, oh, what? And they leave you hanging on that. Oh. And so now we cut back to Shrek, who's being shackled to the theater. And um, this was weird. Uh, one of the villains. T- t- I get what they're trying to do here. It's, it's a Cyclops who's like putting the shackles on him. And Shrek's like, easy, not that tight. And the Cyclops is like, sorry, I'm just trying to impress my kid. You know, it's take your daughter to work day. And 
the daughter Cyclops runs up and he ta- the Cyclops takes her in his arms and he's like, you know, it's sometimes hard for me to believe that a monster like me could make something so beautiful. Which is just so on the nose. <laughs> I mean, you know, on the, on the nose stuff is fine, but if you've, at least if you've established it before, like if the Cyclops was part of the story before, yeah, maybe. I saw Rocket Man and they do a, th- a very cheesy thing like that where it's like, why don't you give me a hug, Dad? And then later on, the kid version of Elton John is like, says that to someone else. And it's like, I get it, because you need love. <laughs> and it's like, it's cheesy, but at least it was established. Yeah. Okay, so the big night is happening all far, far away is there. They're watching the play or the theater or whatever, and Charming, Prince Charming and... Uh, not Rasputin. Rapunzel. Uh, Rapunzel. I would have loved it more if Rasputin was the one to, to, to betray the other princesses. You know, Princess Rasputin. <laughs> um, and so they have this whole love thing. Shrek ends up popping up and uh, Charming's like, all right, it is time to kill you. Like, I've been waiting all this time. And uh, they get interrupted by... Everyone, it's like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Everyone is yeah. here. <laughs> all of the characters from all of these movies pop out to defend Shrek. They're about to fight off Prince Charming, but then Prince Charming's like, "Hold on, I have my own army here." And then the villain army shows up, and it's like kind of a standoff where the villains look like they have the upper hand, and Prince Charming's about to kill Shrek again when Artie shows up out of nowhere and says, "Hold on, everyone." <sighs> Yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, guys, like, I don't know you and you don't know me, but like, we should just get together. Like, why do you guys always want to be villains? And they're like, well, that's how we were born to be villains. I don't know. You can go. It's a weird message here. So yeah. what Artie's saying is that if you don't want to be villains, just stop being villains. <laughs> You're the only one in your own way. It's a weird message. <laughs> get back to that. <laughs> I get the sentiment, but again, weird execution. Yeah. Uh, then all the villains are like, but but who do we blame for all these things? And Artie's like, it's inside yourselves. And everyone's like, I've always wanted to be this thing. And I want to be this thing. Good. Captain Hook's like, I like to plant flowers. <laughs> and it's like, good for you, buddy. And everyone is basically on the same page where Shrek's like, see, Artie? You actually can lead people. Which, like, he really didn't. No. <laughs> but, he, sure, he Artie's story is complete, but Prince Charming's like, no, I want my revenge. And he stabs Shrek, and it looks like he's actually impaled him and gotten him real good. But Shrek looks at his friends and says, don't worry, he missed. And as Prince Charming is gloating, Shrek stands up and is like, you really should have gotten better aim, sir. And... Shrek, like, pushes him, and then he's like, yeah, you should really think about your life or something. And Charmy's like, Ugh. And the dragon knocks over this tower, and as the tower's falling, Prince Charming looks, and he's just like, oh, my God, mommy. And then it smushes him. It freaking kills him. <laughs> Holy shit. And people are on board, like... I know it's animation, but if it was real life, there would be blood, and it would be gruesome, and everyone would have looked at that and been like... Shrek, you're a monster. Yeah. That's it. Like, if you just killed him like normal, it'd be like, you know, uh, a simple stabbing or like, all right, we'll put you in jail and put you on trial. I, I mean, I think that's what they should have done, but I don't know. Uh, oh, they wanted to do that because they smushed the prince, Prince Charming, and the crown rolls off of his head and it falls in front of Artie's foot. 
and Artie picks it up and Shrek's like, it's yours if you want it. And he puts on the crown and everyone's like, King Arthur! Woo! Do you get it? King Arthur? Oh, oh my god. I just, I did not realize that. What? The subtle things in <laughs> Shrek 3, man, they just get you. Oh, and then there's a weird thing where Donkey and uh, Puss see Merlin in the audience and they corner him and ask him to switch their bodies back, which he does. But uh-oh, their tails have swapped too. And Merlin's just like, eh, it's not worth the time. And so now I think it's just canon that they have those tails. I know? don't remember in Shrek 4 if they have the same tails or not. But, okay. They, <laughs> uh, but they, get, they go back to uh, Shrek's swamp. Shrek and Fiona are like, finally, we're home alone at last. But uh-oh, they're not alone. Three babies are there too. Yeah, it was like um, <laughs> Shrek is making some type of thing in the oven what, or uh, in the pot. He puts it in a bottle and he gives it to Fiona. She's like, oh, thanks. And she just puts, like, it looks like she's putting a condom on this fucking bottle. Well, it's like the baby bottle, you know. Like oh, I, I, I know, but that's not originally what I thought it was. <laughs> if you look at it, it totally... Yeah, it's some weird yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, they have a whole ending montage where Shrek and Fiona have kids, and Shrek's actually happy as a dad. Everyone's together. And then the babies finally go to sleep, and then Shrek and Fiona are like, what should we do now? Right. Oh, and then they go straight to sleep. Oh, classic. And that's, that's Shrek 3. Yeah. Uh, credits roll. That's a... Uh, well, that's credits roll as Donkey and Puss in Boots do one more awesome song. I cannot remember what it is because it does not beat I'm a Believer and uh, Live in La Vida Loca. Because I could not tell you what this song was. I, I watched it today. <laughs> I could tell you either. So yeah, that's Shrek 3. What a time. It's honestly so much worse talking about the details of it. Because when you, when you just watch it, it can just be like, who cares? Yeah. But when you break it down beat by beat, it's like, how did you get from these points to these other points? It's bizarre. It does feel like a first draft, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a mess, and but the thing is, they do have a lot of the building blocks there, where it's like I can see what you're going for. Like Artie and Shrek do have a one-on-one moment where they're talking about like their life and like what yeah. they, their perspectives on everything. Well, it's, it's you know they're the dual roles of like Arthur taking the responsibility to be king and Shrek taking the responsibility to be a father, but they don't ever like do any real parallels with it or anything. Right. It's just Shrek talks about his dad once and that's it. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. And then, like, what else does anyone really do in this movie? Nothing. Like, well, they, again, they have an idea about, you know, the villains being, you know, uh, mischaracterized as villains that is mentioned with how Prince Charming gets them to be part of his army in the first place. And then at the end when Artie convinces them to be good guys because they can just be good if they want to. But they now don't have any middle section where you really talk about that or, like, get into it. And, yeah, and then, really, Puss and Donkey have nothing to do this whole movie. They're just the animal sidekicks. Yeah, like, if the one thing they do is that they switch bodies, and that doesn't turn... It, it has a couple jokes here and there, but it doesn't add up to anything. No, it's, it's, a, it's a real waste of potential because they have... Instead of, like, making a full story, like a full cohesive, you know, thing, they just introduce story elements and then just resolve them at the end rather than having a through line of what makes these characters feel, what makes them, you know, do what they're doing, their motive. It's, I mean, again, I, 
I don't want to be the guy that's coming in and telling these people who are paying millions of dollars to write Shrek the Third. But it kind of feels like screenwriting 101, where it's just, or it's not even screenwriting, it's storytelling 101, where you just find a way to make you care about these people. Yeah. But, all right, is there anything else you want to talk about before surgery? Uh, one just Shrek the Third fact that I think is important to know is that it held the record for the biggest uh, animated opening weekend box office uh-huh. for years. Like, it had $121 million in its opening weekend Jesus. in 2007. And it held that f- until, I think, Finding Dory mm, in, okay. like, 2015, which means it, ha- it Shrek the Third was the biggest animated movie for, like, almost a full decade. Damn, that's good. Good for them. I wish they could have made something better before yeah, that record. Because people were so excited about it, and, like, that's... I feel like that just shows the the fandom and like the the excitement that people have for these things is, you people went out in droves to go see this and got that product. Yep, and now it's all ogre. Oh no! God, I had to fit that in somewhere. Oh god! <laughs> it, was, it wasn't ogre till it was ogre. Oh no! They did one more. Yes. Maybe we'll talk about someday. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just de- let's just fix this baby as best we can. All right, so we're in surgery now. What do you want to talk about? I want to hear your idea, because I want to take a couple of these elements and just flesh them out. Like, okay. I want I want Shrek and Artie to meet up sooner. Yeah. Because I do, if we're going to keep the idea of Shrek being a father and Artie trying to be king, I think it should be Artie, I would prefer almost that Artie has to be king, because mm-hmm. if he's not king, then Shrek has to be king. Like, Shrek's not the first in line, it's actually this other kid. So, like, it's actually Arthur's real responsibility to be king, and, like, that he's been expect like, he actually has been expecting this, and he's like, I don't know if I can handle it, rather than just being a stock nerd, because that makes no sense for him to be a nerd. Yeah, I have a very similar idea. Where, all right, let's cut this whole journey to get Artie. Mm-hmm. Let's just have Artie show up at the palace. He's the next in line. Shrek doesn't have this whole internal crisis if he's going to be king or not, because that doesn't go anywhere. No. His also, crisis Shrek is never going to be king. Yeah. So, like, let's just have it be Artie, and Shrek is freaking out about being a dad. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do is... Uh, I want Merlin to be his, like, you know, side guy, the guy that's always giving uh, Artie advice on what to do and whatnot. And the thing is, though, Artie is a total brat. Like, he does not—he's a Joffrey-type character. And he just does not deserve to be the king. He's very vindictive. He goes out on other people. And this is where Shrek's like, oh, man, this guy would be an awful king. Like, what? And throughout the movie, he has to, like, sort of— make him, uh, like, teach him the rules. Like, hey, Artie, you can't do this. You can't do that. You need to treat people with respect just because that jock beat you up in high school. You're the king now. You need to have the higher ground and all that. And then Shrek throughout the whole time just like, you're my king. My king, Artie. You're my king, Artie. (laughs) I know. I agree because also that would be great for for Shrek because then he's being a pseudo-father figure to Mm -hmm. someone and he's like, I can't be a dad. And then, you know, by the end, Arthur's like, but you were a good dad to me or whatever. And that also shows Shrek's journey throughout these other two movies where he still is the person he was, but he's a lot nicer version of that person. Right. Like he's telling Arthur that you can still be yourself, but just treat people with respect and you don't have to chase everyone away. It's like, this is what I learned in Shrek (laughs) one. 
Um, and further in Shrek 2. <laughs> and now I bestow this knowledge upon you. Just for this idea where uh, Artie is the king, or going to be king. Merlin is, is his right-hand man. Merlin's the one that's really, like, you know, taught this kid. And, like, he's been with him his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find out later that Merlin is a bad guy. Oh. And he's actually staging a whole thing right now where um, Artie is going to be assassinated and it's going to look like Shrek is the one who killed him because Shrek would technically be the one next in line. Uh, some real Game of Thrones shit going so on. I, um, I don't want to focus on Game of Thrones anymore. We just did this last week. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to keep going. So Shrek f- finds this whole thing out, and he's like, uh, fucking Merlin, why, why are you trying to pin this all on me and whatnot? And he's like, well, I'm sorry, but there's more rifle there. He's my son, Prince Charming. Bum, bum, bum. So wait, there's a second Prince Charming? No, this is Prince Charming, because we never know who the father is of Prince Charming. So wait, so Arthur is Prince Charming? No, 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 no. Prince Charming is still in this movie. Artie is just... Merlin is not Sorry, Artie's you, dad. I think, we, I think I missed a step. Oh, okay. So, so, Art, so, so, yeah, so Merlin is trying to get Shrek pinned for the murder of Artie mm-hmm. so that Prince Charming can take over because he is Merlin's son? Yes. Okay. I don't know how Prince Charming would become king if he's Merlin's son. Uh, he's the one that overthrows Shrek for the throne. <laughs> no? I mean, I would, I'd have to think about it because it, it might make sense because if it's like, if he plants it on Shrek to be like, I killed, you know, this is fake Shrek talking. It's like, I kill Arthur so that I, I'm next in line to be king. And then Prince Charming kills Shrek, and then everyone's like, wow, since there's no heir to the throne, it should be you, Prince Charming. Yeah, like, hey, you're, this Shrek family just tried to, like, kill the real uh, guy. I'm sure this Fiona gal knew about it, mm-hmm. and maybe her mom knew about it, too. Like, so they just wanted to power grab. A whole new royal family in charge. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. But would Prince Charming be in it from the beginning, or would that be, like, a mid-twist where Merlin shows up and he's like... Actually, here you are, Prince Charming. And it's like, oh my god, he's been here this whole time. It would be a mid, like, twist thing. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, because I feel like it's never brought up on who Charming's dad is. Um, and, you know, Merlin's also very vindictive because they killed his wife. Oh, and yeah, took that, a, could, yeah. that makes sense. And, um, or why I don't know if in the second one if they ever talk about his ad or not I looked on the <laughs> I looked at the <laughs> Prince Charming Wikipedia and they don't have anything for his father that would actually make sense if it's fairy godmother and like the ultimate wizard yeah yeah that makes sense um and yeah so that's like Merlin's big power play like he also was just like if you look at from his perspective Shrek totally ruined his son's life <laughs> and killed his life like uh, Prince Charming was always you know promised this great fame and fortune and uh yeah i don't know so for the context of uh, Artie being there all the whole time mm-hmm. would he be showing up to far far away or would he be like uh fiona's younger brother that like they know about but then then shrek's like uh-oh if when you're if you're at your dad's funeral does that mean arthur's coming Yes, more like, like that okay. where he's coming from boarding school and stuff mm-hmm. and merlin has Taking him under his wing for the past couple of years, being like, I see all this potential in you, and like just making him the most shitty 
prince he could be, well, making Artie the most shitty prince he could be, and that's why he's a Joffrey-type character, where he's very vindictive and just going out for personal grudges and whatnot. Well, they could still put in the, the dad aspect if it's like the king like sent him away to go to boarding school. Yeah. Because it's like, because then he's like, but he, he just sends all of it, whenever his children aren't what he wants them to be, he just sends them away, sometimes to towers, sometimes to boarding schools. <laughs> and Fiona could also just show and be like, be grateful you got to see people in your life. <laughs> I, I, I was alone. So, like, there could be stuff for other people to work with. Yeah. I also think that if they're going to do the the uh, the dad thing, that Fiona could have the, you know, the pregnancy storyline and be doing stuff with the princesses. Mm-hmm. But maybe also give them some stuff to do, too. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, also, like... Is, is there a way that, like, Fiona being pregnant can also be, like, a lineage thing? Like, oh, well, because she was the firstborn, are we making Artie and uh, Fiona-related, like, brother-sister? I, I think that would make the most sense for, for Artie being next in line okay. to be the, the, the heir to the throne. Because if he's not, then it's some weird, like, royal bloodline thing, and then you could feasibly have just Prince Charming come in and be like, hello, I actually have a claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Because my idea for that, I think yours better, but what do you think about if we, uh, there could still be a journey to go find Artie, uh, or it could be the thing where he, you know, comes in and he's like, actually, I'm the royalty. Uh-huh. Uh, but we find out later on that the reason that he never had a dad was because his dad was Prince Charming. Mm, and okay. If there's that one scene where they look at each other and they have the exact same like yeah. face and yeah. hairstyle. Just, and that's what I thought they were going to go for in the movie. So I thought it would be interesting that it's like that he actually has royal blood and he knows that he's royalty. And that's why people are mean to him. Like people don't like him because it's like, oh, you you thought you could be royal, but nobody, nobody would even like you. Not even your, you know, your prince father. But since he never knew him and then. Secretly, it's also the ugly stepsister is his mom. <laughs> okay. Because then, then when there's the the turn at some point, where one of the princesses betrays Fiona. Uh-huh. I want it to be the ugly stepsister because they're actually in love. How about it's at the instead of the stepsister, it's the mom of the stepsister. Oh, yeah. the like the evil mother. Yeah, because then maybe there's some like tension between the sister. True. As long like, as they address her like yeah before, yeah. it's like mom, you knew he was my man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that could be funny yeah but yeah so I I do think I like yours better but that's where I was thinking that they could go with uh, with Prince Charming that I think even if they did that it would be better how how would you want that reveal to go like does Artie know Prince Charming is his dad or is that like the final act's like oh you be quiet Artie my son or something like like is it a Star Wars parody I, (laughs) I, I would I would want it to happen like uh Partway through, where he, uh, where Prince Charming could like conceivably kill uh, Artie, uh-huh. and it's and uh, I don't know. I'm I, I don't exactly know how the reveal would go, okay. but it would either be Prince Charming like deciding I can't kill you, my son, and then he's like, <laughs> get out of here and don't tell anyone who you are, or uh, he's about to kill him, and then uh, Artie's like, wait, don't do it, Dad, and he's like, Dad is like, don't you remember me? He's like, I gave up a boy you know, some 16 years ago, and it's like, and I'm 16 years old. Ooh. Something like that. I think I like yours better, but that was just where my head was at. Okay. So I think I'd rather do the uh, the Merlin uh, storyline. Okay. I like that. Uh, I like both our ideas going on right now. But I would also love for Shrek and Arthur to talk some more. Yeah? I would like for Shrek, he can still have his nightmare sequence, 
But what if instead of just random gags about babies being everywhere, he has a, a, a dream where he's, you know, taking care of this baby and suddenly he gets this urge to eat the baby. Oh. And then he like, you know, he's like fighting against, he's like, no, I won't. And then suddenly like, he's like morphed into the baby and he sees his father like looking over him and he's like, all right, son, it's time for dinner, Shrek or some, some, it doesn't have to be like that, but that's the example they give in this movie. It's uh-huh. so, like, he has a dream where he's like, you know, trying to be a good dad and the baby hates him. And then he trades places with the babies and he sees that his shitty dad is there. Cause like the nightmare sequence is stupid. So if you're going to have the nightmare sequence at least make it relevant to what's happening. Right. Because I really like the idea of Shrek talking about how his dad is the reason he doesn't want to be a father. Like, like, and that's the main drive behind it, is that it's not just like, I don't think I'm ready. I have this horrible lineage. This is what happens when you have an ogre for a father, and he needs to get over that. I... Continuing on Shrek's shitty dad, like, I do think we need to hear more about it. Like, how is he a shitty dad besides he tried to eat you? Because that's a joke. Like, we need to have an actual, like, personal moment there where, you know, there's no jokes or anything. Should we bring Shrek's dad into this at all? Like, Like, into the movie? Like, physically? Yes. Like, he shows up. No, I want this to just be, uh, because we already have a lot of new characters as is. Well, this is a... All right, we're re- resetting from what we said with the Merlin stuff. This is just, or so maybe it, we can bring the Merlin stuff in. But, but if it's the original movie where they go on the journey to find Artie, yeah, uh, to bring Shrek's dad at some point. I don't uh, know if that would yeah, that almost know, feel like kind of because I I like the idea of Shrek's dad being a presence and like we see him in in a dream or even in a flashback or something. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of him just being the per- like he's like the shark from Jaws. Okay, he, like we talk about him and that's he's much he's a much worse guy because you can only imagine what he's like rather than seeing him and that's what like makes Shrek like feel horrible and uh, and that's and that's just the thing that Shrek has to overcome because he Shrek only has the memories of him because I think it'd be better just to keep that like within his own head. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if we ever fix Shrek forever after, we can bring Shrek's dad, but no. Okay, uh, quick idea for the current the movie that we got. What if um, the whole thing with the villains is like, well, we can't be good guys because no one thinks we're the good guys, you know? Like, But from our perspective, we have, we're justified in everything, and the people are like, okay, like I get you have certain points of views, but we can forgive you no matter what. And so as Artie's doing this whole thing, Shrek's like, yeah, guys, like, we, we, we'd be able to forgive you. And then we hear, like, would you be able to forgive me? And he turned, <laughs> and it's Shrek's dad. <laughs> and, you know, it is like, all right, I'm sorry, I tried to eat you, son. Like, I feel like that I was hungry. <laughs> we would have to have, like, one moment or, like, one or two moments where Shrek's dad shows up maybe at the king's funeral. Uh-huh. Where it's like, hey, son, I'm here to make amends. And then Shrek's like, fuck you. And that's kind of, and then we get the discussion there. Or, you know, he shows up, he's, he has to show up somewhere. He's got, he writes a letter where he's like, Shrek, I'm going to come see you. Cause I think, cause you know, if this kid doesn't get coronated, you will be. And then Shrek's like, I can't have my dad here. What, what if instead of they bump into Merlin's house, mm-hmm. it's Shrek's dad's place and Shrek's dad has another family. <laughs> well, well, I hate to bring the movie I just brought up Rocket Man into this. <laughs> as much as that was real life, uh, it was felt a little bit like a like a like a, like I've been there, done that kind of thing. And really? I, 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 it would be interesting to see to especially because if Shrek, I just don't know what we get out of it if Shrek sees his dad like with another family and being a lot happier with them. 
Because the whole thing is he, Shrek has to overcome his fears of being a bad father. So the only way that would work is if Shrek's dad came out and said, Hey, Shrek, I'm sorry I was a bad dad to you, but uh, as you can see from my uh, bow tie and my, like, you know, well-buttoned-down shirts, I'm a better man now. And you need to, you know, un- and sometimes people can change. I've, I've heard that you've changed over the years, so maybe you could do that. What if it's like, have you seen Shazam? Yeah. Okay. What if it's like a misunderstanding thing where Shrek thinks that the dad was trying to eat him, but it really was the mom and the dad tried to save Shrek. And at some point, Shrek got lost in another place. <laughs> so we're just doing Shazam. <laughs> okay. This is 2007. Shazam would have taken from this. I... I don't. I don't think it's. <laughs> he leaves him uh, with the fairy police or something. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't like misunderstandings. Okay. Like especially the stuff they were trying to pull in this movie, where Shrek was in line to be king and he didn't tell Artie. Yeah. And the misunderstanding there. I don't know. I uh, the misunderstanding is like my least favorite like thing that happens in kids movies. Yeah. So it would have to be like. Well, it'll be well done, like the Shazam one, where it, it's a misunderstanding because of an actual, like, it's a truth that uh, baby Shazam, I forget his name, was uh, was left, was lost by his mom, uh, and the misunderstanding is the twist is that she actually just left him, mm-hmm. and, like, he, he always thought that the mis- that that was there, but that adds an emotional element of, like, oh, no, I was never lost, I was just never wanted, and that was, like, the thing there, whereas if the misunderstanding here is just... No, your mom wanted to eat you, and I didn't. It's, you still have the same thing where someone wanted to eat him. Yeah, but now maybe it's just like, oh, you know. Some... <laughs> then Shrek is like, Fiona, you can't go near our kids. <laughs> uh, maybe that's one thing where <laughs> Fiona and Shrek are coming, like, after this whole climax has happened. <laughs> Shrek's like, all right, Fiona, I'm ready to have kids. And she's like, that's great. And he's like, but you have to promise me you won't eat them. <laughs> What I I'll, I'll promise that I guess, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do want to hear more of a backstory for Shrek's dad. So I guess what would you want that besides the jokey part that he eat, tried to eat him? I would just want it to be like Shrek's. I want Shrek's dad to like literally never be around except when he wants to eat Shrek. Okay, and like like beyond just being a dad, like Shrek's dad also would leave his mom for like you know time on end so then Shrek's worried that not only is he going to be a bad dad he'll be a bad husband because he has kids Mm -hmm. and like he will you know be even meaner than he was before like he's worried he'll go back to being the old Shrek that he was before the first Shrek movie right I I think just like if he starts listing examples and like when he tries to help Artie a lot of that stuff comes out where he you know tries to uh uh you know show show Artie's like no, when you greet your guests, you don't talk like you're above them. You're trying to talk like you're equal to them, but they know that you're their king. And he's like, oh, why would I do something like that? And then, you know, Shrek could either tell a story or, like, have a flashback to, like, when his dad just was, like, would literally just rampage through a village. And then he's like, Shrek, it's your turn. <laughs> you're going to be like me someday. You've got to be, you've got to yell at these people or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, these, this is our first draft. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully we'd have a second draft after this. <laughs> Um, Much like it feels like this other movie didn't have. No. So with the movie that we are talking about where Merlin is uh, there being the bad guy and Artie's right-hand man who's also a Joffrey type, what if, like, 
Merlin and Shrek's dad are, like, in on a plan together where they're like, all right, I'm going to, like, smooth Shrek and get his get his sense or get uh, get him thrown off from when we try and throw him off. And then maybe, like, Shrek's dad doesn't realize that they're going to kill him, uh, kill Shrek. And then at that point, it's like, no, I still love my son. Like, well, I don't know. I think we're now hung up on Shrek's dad yeah. being in the movie. Yeah. I, I... I won't say no, okay. but I will say I'm not for Shrek's dad being in the movie. <laughs> I like I like the stories and I like the flashbacks and it definitely it definitely feels like it would be like a a meeting of coincidences and maybe too many people if Merlin's like, Hi, Mr. Shrek's dad <laughs> and then Shrek's like, Dad, what are you doing with Merlin? And it's like, I have an internship. <laughs> I'm getting my life together, Shrek. <laughs> Shrek, can't you tell? I'm trying to get a good job with a magic man. I what what if Merlin is uh, taking like polyjuice potion and it's just appearing to be Shrek's dad at times, and then the big reveal that Merlin shows is like, yeah, your your dad has another family and he picked that family over you. I know you don't like that. And I haven't what, seen Rocket what, Man, but but what but what story are we trying to? What's the theme now? If we do that, what's the story? What's the through that, line? That, that? Shrek's still going to be a shitty dad because <laughs> his dad was shitty and he'll cheat on his Fiona. I don't know. Uh, again, I think uh, I get. Uh, I don't think that they're bad ideas. I would like to take these and try and work with them for you know a few days to yeah. a few weeks to workshop yeah. them to see if they fit into the story because the stuff that I like better uh, when you were describing uh, already showing up uh, with Merlin and like it's less about the it's less a journey movie and more about Shrek showing him the ropes while there's this seedy plan happening underneath the surface Mm -hmm. I like that because it fits in with the theme that's already been established of fatherhood taking responsibility like showing up to expectations uh, I don't know <laughs> what Shrek's dad taking a taking a part time job or Merlin trying to pretend to be Shrek's dad will be doing for the story. I don't know. It's yeah. I, it's it's more stuff, and I don't. I, again, I think it's better than what we have. Yeah. Like what we, what we already got. I do think that these things are better. So I'm not saying uh, no to them. I'm just saying that the. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying no. But, but, no. but I am saying that there are ideas we can put on the corkboard <laughs> and come back to later because I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the arty uh, Merlin story. Okay, cool. Um, oh, should we? Get, sorry, should we give Puss, Puss and Donkey something to do? I guess. What do we want them to do? Is there? Uh, so does Merlin have a female cat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the, the backstory to that would be. Uh, I do think that they should be more in the background for this movie because I think it should be Shrek, Fiona, and Arthur's story. Uh-huh. So that I think Shrek should go to Donkey at some point for fucking fatherly yeah. advice. Yeah. And Push should be the one that's kind of leading him astray. And then Donkey like comes up and Puss is like, hey, come on, what's your deal? And then Puss admits, he's like, well, I'm just sad that I'm the only one who doesn't have love and doesn't have a family or something like that. You know, okay. a very small C-plot story yeah. that can at least tie them together and fits in with the theme of that where uh, Puss is showing them that they should be grateful for the things that they have and, like, the the family, the expectations that they have put upon them, whereas Puss is like, I've been a loner my whole life and now I want to settle down with something. I want to spend one of my lives at least with a family and ah. kids. <laughs> and then that'll lead into the spit-off Puss in Boots very nicely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, yeah, I like that. I, I agree with you that Donkey really needs to have a scene with Shrek just being like, hey, this is how to be a dad. Yes. Like, 
they establish this so clearly that Donkey has these mutant, horrifying children. <laughs> Use them. And the first thing Donkey should say is just like, all right, just telling you right now, kids love waffles. And they have a little callback to yeah. all that. And so uh, something on that lines, definitely. Yeah. Um, does the dragon have anything else to do? Like, yeah. what is she? Dragon's she always just... been in the periphery. It's, uh-huh. fine. it's fine to keep. Dragon just doesn't have much of a character beyond being like, you know, uh, oh, it's funny that she's, you know, so big, but also so cute and loving. So I I don't mind if she's just around and, like, Donkey, like, walks up to her and says, like, you know, it's it's not just about how you treat your kids. It's about how, you know, you treat your wife because she's the one that's, you know, had to push these little monsters out and, like, is doing the hard work. The least you could do is just pick up your end. Something realistic and then Donkey could say something silly afterwards. But just, you know... Something. Something. Okay. The the, the magic of Donkey in the first movie was that he was, you know, he was bold and naive, but he really had a goal and he wanted friendship. And, you know, him the second movie was a little bit sillier, but he was allowed to show that, yeah, I also want to be beautiful. I want to be this steed and whatever. And there's just nothing here. So I want him to to show off what he's learned in the first two movies. Yeah. I do not disagree. Um, Is there anything you would want to do with Rapunzel? In the movie that we got. I mean, in the movie that we got, I just want to trade Rapunzel for the ugly stepsister. That's my mm, preference. Okay. Because in the second, in Shrek 2, there's already the established thing that the ugly stepsister has a thing for Prince Charming. And I do, I mean, I like the idea that they already had a thing that they couldn't <laughs> talk about, and that's where Arthur came from. But if we don't do that, at least make it the ugly stepsister, because then that makes Prince Charming and or Merlin even more like insidious that they played on someone's you know sad like love for someone well what if like charming is always like downplaying the uh relationship with her mm-hmm. being like yeah yeah you know yo i'm having so much fun with you but like stop taking pictures it's like you know i i just don't want to make it facebook official yet you know <laughs> and um once he gets into power or something then he's like oh no rapunzel hmm and then the ugly stepsister is like oh that. fuck you <laughs> and then she, like, I don't know, let's free the other princesses, being like, all right, let's start doing some shit. Because maybe Fiona's mom does the one wall thing, gets a concussion, and she's like, yeah, we're badass, and then passes out, and they're like, well, shit, there's still another wall. And then that's when the ugly stepsister comes in. And it's like, all right, no, we're, we're doing stuff. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. And then... Again, fits in the theme of, like, untapped potential. Yeah. I just want everything to fit a theme. Yep. Because <laughs> there's one thing this movie doesn't do, it doesn't pick a theme and stick to it. Okay, okay. I like that <laughs> a lot. I'm feeling there was something else I wanted to touch on. Oh, the climax. Because it's not really a climax. No, I mean, the first movie, there's the, cl- the, the classic wedding interrupt that climax. The second one, there's the whole song about I need a hero, and then Shrek bursts in and stops the dance, stops the kiss in the last second, and there's a whole thing. And in this one, it's a fake play. Yeah. Well, it's not even a fake play. It's like, oh, is he going to kill Shrek? And Shrek's just like, no, you're not. I'm not going to take this seriously at all. And he just starts roasting Prince Charming. And it's such bad roast. Like, ugh. Yeah, and then there's the first draft roast. Yeah, and they're really trying to, like, sell you on these roasts. Like, at one point, Captain Hook is like, oh, that, that was a good joke. I have to give him credit. And it's like... It's even worse you're trying to pander to me, man. Like, yeah. it's it's not a good joke. So, is there a something we could do that makes this better? I I mean, it would be... 
It would be good if they if they set the entire uh, like similarly to Shrek two, mm-hmm. um, they set the, the the princess breakout and the gathering of the fairy tale you know friends and uh, Shrek contending with Prince Charming set to another one of those you know upbeat kind of songs where everyone's like running together. So like it could be like a song within the musical that Prince Charming is trying to like. Prince Charming and Rapunzel are trying to keep the appearance yeah. of it being a thing, but then, you know, Shrek is interjecting with, like, actual roasts while, you know, everyone else is storming the castle and, like, and f- circles the, the play. Like, and that... It's the same exact thing, just do it with more more panache. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that they're all uh, fighting in the play, but they're trying to play it off like they're in the play still. Yeah. Like, Charming's really trying to sell it, and Shrek's like, no, but the audience doesn't realize it. So when they're actually fighting, trying to kill each other, it's like, oh, whoa, oh, my Shrek, no, and stuff like that. <laughs> or, and then if they do end up killing Prince Charming, and they don't have to do, like, actual blood, but then one person in the audience just leans over to the other person and is like, wow, they got some really good uh, special effects makeup for this show. <laughs> the stunt work is great. Like, it looks like this? they really killed somebody. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I do like that yeah. better. I guess it would be copying a bit from the second one, but... In a, but copying from greatness, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, I... Just have a sword fight or two in there, and then... <laughs> Artie comes in and starts sword fighting Charming, mm-hmm. and then Charming disables, like, knocks out the sword in Artie's hands, and he's like, oh, no. And then Charming's just like, no, come over here, Artie, my son. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> and then the audience is like, oh, my God, is that his son? Oh, my God, no way. That's crazy. And then it is it is a twist to it the audience. Um, <laughs> but then and it could, he could still be his son, and that could be, like, a whole thing where the king you know, took him in to pretend like he wasn't so that, you know, the Prince Charming family couldn't try and secure the throne. Mm-hmm. And then because the audience thought it was a play, it's like, oh, that was a great performance. Wow, yeah. you guys really made me believe that, that you two were related. Yeah. <laughs> great casting. They have the same hair and everything, too. Uh, I like that. I do like that. Yeah, because this this, it, this script does just plant a lot and doesn't go anywhere. Yes. Yes, and, it does. Like, uh, let's do something with it. That's the biggest thing I would say is just like you plant it, make sure you water it, grow it out of it, let it let it ferment and let it grow. Yeah, because maybe it'll be a nice little dandelion or not a tulip, whatever. Hook oh, whatever can, to make. It'd be beautiful in Captain Hook's garden. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to fix at this time? Because uh, I have like stuff from the movie itself to fix if we're going to make the same story, but I don't want to handle that right now. I like the it, idea of just doing this fucking big broad thing. Well, if, if I, we are if we are doing back to the movie that we got, instead of the king dying, I wanted him to sacrifice himself to save Shrek. Like in the beginning? Yeah, in the beginning. So, like, the king has died, and it's because of Shrek, and now Shrek also feels a little guilty about that. And, but it also sort of completes the King's arc of being like, all right, no, I really respect and care about Shrek where I don't want him to get hurt, and I'm going to sacrifice my life. Does he do that in the second one? Does he, uh, he sacrifices himself. Yeah, he jumps in the way of the of the spell in front of Shrek. Okay. And that's how he kills uh, Fairy Godmother. But they could even play on that where, and they could actually even play into the movie where the king sees that Shrek's soup is poisoned or whatever, and then he, like, bumps him in it, he accidentally swallows some and that's where he starts dying. Uh, 
And then later on when Puss says, oh, yeah, don't worry. There'll be we'll, we're going to get a bunch of taste testers so that you don't have to ever worry about being poisoned ever again. And then Artie's like, what? Poisoned? Is that a thing that can happen when you're king? And like, you know, something like that. But okay. I yeah, I don't it'll take us forever to get through the actual movie itself. Yeah, I'll I'll be go to my spinoff podcast, <laughs> Fixing Shrek the Third. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's the last thing I would really want to throw in there. Less tasteless jokes. Because actually, yeah. the other thing is fix the humor. Uh, it's, so much of it is gag-based and not character-based. And mm-hmm. it's fine to have gags, but like, why does Donkey kick Shrek at the balls? <laughs> why? Well, also, just like, let's make sense of the jokes. I, I know it's always easier to say be funny than to actually be well, yeah. funny. Um, but it's just like, yeah, okay, wait, Donkey doesn't know how sex works, Put he, Donkey's complaining about wearing, not having pants on, like, even though he doesn't wear pants, and it's just like, it feels more like a, uh, Eddie Murphy going on a, just a rant, you yeah, know, like, like some, just like, doing some improv. They're like, oh, does. he said something funny in the booth, we have to put this in the movie now. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't, but that, that ish. I would just say, take more time with the jokes and make them... Make them somewhat, you know, more clever. Like, I mean, I forget. I said something earlier that I thought was funny. And, like, do more jokes like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll have that time code to that specific yeah. joke. But you remember what it was. <laughs> be funnier is a bad note, but be funnier. Yeah. Third. Like, yeah. you have two good movies. Where if you're Even if you just lazily copy the jokes from that movie, at least you'll be, like, above a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much all I have. Is there anything else you'd want to tackle? No. Next time we'll just do a beat-by-beat fucking Shrek the Third because I have such strong feelings about this. Yeah. No, maybe that will be another podcast in another day. Um, But, yeah, okay. If we're done with this. um, Did you ever see Shrek Forever After? I have not. It is uh, marginally better than this. Really? I heard it was a lot better than this. I don't think it's a lot better. I honestly think it's actually less funny, but I like the story more of Forever After. Okay. It's, uh, it's Rasp... Not Rasputin. Uh, <laughs> you really want Rasputin to be in the <laughs> yeah. Shrek franchise. It's uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. Is we, he in this movie? Yeah, they mentioned Rumpelstiltskin once, but it's not the same Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, I think, really? I think they just had a different idea later on. They're like, oh, we'll use this guy. Mm. But yeah, it's basically Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, the king and queen promised their firstborn child to Rumpelstiltskin, which is Fiona. Right. And at some point, he's got to start. He's got to collect. Um, because they broke the deal, nothing happened. And then Rumpelstiltskin tricks Shrek into uh, signing over, because uh, Shrek is now tired of his family, even mm-hmm. though he just started liking his family. Yeah. They, they throw away all the character progression, and Shrek, you know, becomes the ogre that he once was. He loves terrorizing people, but then, uh-oh, Rumpelstiltskin's king of far, far away now. Oh, no. That's not good. So, it's not, but it's actually have a, it's a really cool, like, story where Shrek goes. He, like, runs into a, a, a gang of ogres who are actually trying to stage, like, an uprising, mm. like, against Rumpelstiltskin. And it's cool, because we've never seen any other ogres besides Shrek and Fiona. Right. Uh, but I like we, it. Do we see Shrek's dad? We don't see Shrek's dad. Uh, but the, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a twist, but like the fun part about that is that Fiona, you know how in the first movie she could only be seen during the day cause she was human. Yeah. And then at night she was an ogre. She would only ever come back to the ogre village at night because that's when she was an ogre. 
And then she would disappear during the day because she felt like she was ostracized from her ogre friends because she was human. And I thought that was a really cool counter thing. Yeah. It's like, it just depends on who, who you want to be, who yeah. you are ashamed of. It's still not a good movie, but it's marginally better. And I heard that they were also trying to reboot the Shrek franchise. I, I've heard different things of reboot or they're making a fifth one. And Well, if either way, I've heard that the original cast is coming back. So okay. even if it's a fifth one, they're coming back. But if they're rebooting it, apparently like the main three, uh, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy are coming back. Okay, well, I mean, I'm interested. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to line up there, you know, Thursday night to watch that movie, but... Yeah, it needs to impress me. It's it, it's no Toy Story 4. Yeah, exactly. And even with that one, I had to make sure I saw a different <laughs> story. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, I would have to see a trailer for Shrek 5 first. Yes, but until then, we're stuck with the four movies we got. Two really, really good ones and two... Pretty disappointing follow-ups. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you guys want to keep up with us with the latest social and all of our newest content, make sure to follow us on Facebook at Just Doctor Script. Same with Instagram, Just Doctor Script. If you want to find us on Twitter, find us at Dr Script Podcast, Just Doctor Script Podcast. And we also have an email. Woo! And that is just. Spell it out, Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, please, please, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave those five-star reviews. We love to have those. It's great. Still think we're maintaining that five stars on iTunes. I believe so, yes. And, you know, not a lot of podcasts can say that, so please keep it up. We appreciate all the work, all the, all the, the love and support that you guys give. If there's ideas that you have for us to do a podcast later, send an email, leave a tweet, whatever you want to do. Yep. Um, and that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for you guys. Um, but for now, it is all ogre. It's all ogre. <laughs> See you guys. Shrek is love, Shrek's life. <laughs>